0: Welcome to Inspirational Journeys, Stories That Matter. This is a place where authors, creative artists, and entrepreneurs can share the story behind their process. You will also hear solo episodes where I give writing tips, inspiration, encouragement, and lessons I've learned throughout my writing journey, all inspired by the Holy Spirit. Grab a cup of your favorite beverage. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And don't forget to visit my website at www.annewritesinspiration.com. Thanks for supporting my Inspirational Journeys podcast. My purpose is to provide a platform for authors, creative artists, and entrepreneurs to share their stories while also providing writing tips, encouragement, and inspiration to help you achieve your writing goals through faith and courage. By clicking the support this podcast button or following the link in my show notes, your monthly contribution of 99 cents, 4.99, or 9.99 will help me achieve mine. to Inspirational Journeys, everyone. My name is Ann harrison Barnes, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with my very special guest, Elizabeth Goddard.
1: Welcome to the show, Beth. Hi, hi Ann. hi everyone. Thank you so much for having me. I'm looking forward to chatting. Yeah, me too. So I wanted to say your
0: books, I just finished Always Look Twice. I ended up staying late Wednesday night, early Thursday morning finishing it because I got to a point where I couldn't put it down. <laughs> well that's always good to hear (laughs) yeah um but so tell us a little bit about yourself I'm gonna start with that
1: well I am let's see uh I'm originally from Texas and I um and was a DRT my family is Texan on both sides but I have moved a lot or I traveled a lot with my job early in my 20s, and then um, with my husband's job, we have moved a lot, and we've lived in a lot of different places, and so at some point in my life, um, I guess actually when I resigned from working in the professional world, I decided to pursue my dream of writing, Um, and we had lived in the Pacific Northwest, and so I just really started Setting a lot of stories there, but God opened all the doors, and so it's just, it's been a, it's been a good long journey. I have been writing, um, well, I first started actually trying to write professionally. I started attending conferences in 2001, if that gives you any idea how long I've been at this. <laughs> wow, so what
0: inspired you to become a writer?
1: Well, um, you're, you know, I think, I think, a writer most of us it's just in there already and yep. when i was yeah when i was a, when i was a child even i was writing stories and i remember my mother uh, i had written a poem or something and she was one she wanted to send it in i'm gonna send it in to a publisher and um back in those days you know i don't know if you know but uh, i'm giving away my age here but it wasn't like you get on the internet and you find somebody and you connect i mean it was just like really hard And I I remember, um, you know, I just had that drive to write. I love to read. And I remember typing out 25 pages of a romance on a, on a typewriter, (laughs) but you know, I stopped at 25. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where to go. So, you know, it was just like, it's just this drive inside of you. And at some point, um, it just, I felt like the Lord just kept pu- pulling me back, pulling me back. You know, I had other pursuits and I had a job and then got married and all of these and writing got put aside, but he just kept pulling me back And until you to do finally, yeah. And finally, I remember at one point I just laughed and I said, oh, I, I was just crazy to think that God called me to write. I mean, that was just stupid. I just, I remember laughing. It almost makes me think of Sarah. I remember she, Sarah laughed, but I remember laughing. And then like the very next day I got this call from my mother-in-law. She says, you got this mail and it's like your writing kit. Do you want it? And I'm like, okay, okay, Lord, I hear you. <laughs> so I, I signed up for my first conference in 2001 and I was going to meet with Diane Mills and And i wanted to ask her how do you know if you're called to write but by the time i got in with her i already knew so anyway it was just you know god's pursuit and just that burning um, desire to write and so here we are
0: wow diana mills i remember reading a couple of one of hers and then one that she did uh well she's done a couple of uh um novella anthology kind of things collaborations with other authors
1: Oh, yeah. She's done many of those. Actually, when I first met her years ago, um, she had was writing for Heart Song Presents, which is, no longer exists, but in the anthologies. And so um, actually quite a few of writers that are out there, Christian writers, um, fiction writers, romance writers, especially either started with Heart Song Presents or one of those anthologies. Um, the White House Modella, Collection. The- yes. Uh-huh. Was exactly. my favorite one of those. Which one?
0: The Lighthouse Collection. Oh yes, right. Kelly Laity that. and I don't remember how. There's like four or five different ones in that one.
1: Yeah. No, I understand. I kept trying to get into those, and it wasn't an anthology novella. I mean, that was the constant work, you know, getting with people we met at conference, trying to do a novella collection. I mean, I submitted so many of those, and um, but actually, what got what book of mine that first got uh, published? I was invited to join a collaboration of three. It's called a what was it called? But it it's three three in one book collection with Lena Nelson Dooley and Lisa Harris. They were both really good friends. And and Tracy Peterson was actually the editor at Heart Song Presents back then. And so they were doing states. And so they invited me to come in for Massachusetts. And I just remember that um, the editor called or emailed, you no, know, I think it was Tracy. Yeah, she emailed and asked, Do you have this manuscript done? You know, and I was like, No. <laughs> but I but I wrote it in six weeks. I mean, that was my very first book to ever wow. complete a write. I wrote it because I was not gonna, you know, I was not gonna pass that up. So anyway, that just you, you were talking about the anthologies and collections. Mm-hmm. And that, how it all started for me and many writers that are out there right now. Right, um,
0: and I've used, and I've been an avid reader. So names like Tracy Peterson, Diane Mills, you drop those names on familiar because I've read their stuff. So tell me, are you a pantser or are you a water
1: <laughs> well that's a really loaded question um for heart song presents and for love inspired suspense which i write for now we have to write we have to write a um, detailed synopsis for heart song it was a chapter by chapter synopsis so that was an that was pretty much you know an outline of the story for love inspired suspense it's a it's a big long synopsis about what's happening, but not necessarily chapter by chapter. So I started out totally writing that way, <coughs> and then um, over time I shifted. I still have to have that for love as part suspense, but I I've discovered that it's like a roadmap, and then take a lot of detours, and then sometimes I figure out something better, something different as I go. But as long as it sticks to the main journey, then I'm okay. But the last few books. I have done. I've kind of started doing pantsing, and um, I, after two or three books of that, I'm like, this next book that I'm I'm starting to write again for Revel Book Two. I am. I've got it all plotted out <laughs> because you know what? The pain comes. The pain comes either at the beginning or it comes at the end. So. Um, just think about writing, you know, I enjoyed writing the pantsing because it's like, oh, it was just a lot of freedom, but there was a lot of pain involved too, because I had to figure out how to make it all work together, so um, anyway, to answer your question, I have been all over the map, and right now, I'm kind of a planter, back. should you say? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you said what made, but I was, mine was totally
0: opposite, I started, I did then, I 2014, and I pantsed the apple wheel, it was, and I lost it somehow, but it was a total Mess. It was all over the place that's when i learned how to bare bones plot
1: <laughs> right right well even when i was pantsing i did have a loose let's say loose plot in my mind you know certain plot turning points and i knew kind of where i wanted to go but um you know there was still a lot to figure out but even when you write it out like i, I have a synopsis and i've got this board with all these stickies and all this stuff, and I've written out a synopsis, there's just, there's going to be, there's going to be things I cannot know until I'm in the story, Mm -hmm. and, you know, there's just details, and, and so it's still a struggle. Writing is hard work. It is just hard work. Tell me about it.
0: (laughs) I'm working on rebranding a psychological, a Christian psychological thriller, and I had to plot, I had to watch a video and learn how to plot backwards just to discover who my real killer was.
1: (laughs) Oh yes, I, t- I I totally get that. Sometimes I know yeah. I mean, it's crazy to think I wouldn't know that, you know, ahead of time. But even when I do, sometimes I change it. So right, right. So. Yeah, I started.
0: I, the reason I reached out to you was because of Never Let Go. Oh my gosh, that I was riveted. It was hard to put that one down. Oh, I'm so hard so to do that. Yeah, and there was one quote: People tend to look for a needle in a haystack when all they need is one good thread. I could not yeah. let that quote slip right past me. I had to write that
1: down. I had to tweet it out. <laughs> oh, good. I love it. What inspired yeah. that quote? You know what? That's been how many years ago now? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I think maybe I, maybe it was just in the moment of the story, in the moment. You know, I needed something outside of the needle in the haystack, right? You just you just try to have to, you know, if you have a cliche, then you just have to twist it around and make it your own, something like that. And I that. love how so. you put
0: that in dialogue, too, and I'm like, oh, there's some inspiration for my story, and I had to kind of borrow that.
1: <laughs> well, good, like, yeah, see, and we do, we do learn from other writers, and I read. Right, we do. Reading, so, and learning. Mm-hmm. You know. So, um, tell us a little bit about Don't Keep Silent. Okay, well, you said you read Never Let Go, and then Always Look Twice, and... Right. Don't Keep Silent is book three in my Uncommon Justice series um, that is really about three brothers. And I introduced Liam for actually first to never let go because uh, the brothers kind of mention and talk about, hey, we haven't heard from him. We think he's doing this or that. Yeah. And then you meet him and I'll always look twice. And I'm just trying to tease the reader to want to get to know him more. And I wanted to get to know him more. So I was very look for- looking forward to writing his story and Don't Keep Silent because I didn't I just knew that hey, he was in the DEA. Something happened, and he's back now. That's what we kind of learn with always look twice, but we don't know what. And so I—that was my time to explore. Okay, what did happen? Um, and I had to add, you know, for the heroine, his counterpart, romantic counterpart. You know, she had to be just every bit as strong as strong as he is of a character. And I—I I wanted to, you know, an investigative reporter, but I just wanted her to be. Um, you know, I don't know deeper, something more. I don't know than what people kind of have in their minds when they think of that. Um, and so I started looking into um, reporters who uh, have gone to wars, war journalists as they're called, and just really digging into that and researching. And I watched the movie um, a Private War* about um, Marie Colvin. Oh my goodness! Oh gosh! It, it was just—it really was riveting to, to learn about people who themselves in harm's way to tell the truth, you know, and to, to and God had given me this verse, you know, and this, this whole theme of uh, be a voice for the voiceless. So but Ray could not she she did not go to foreign soil soil. She was a part of a war here in our own country. With regard to all the issues in the book that i don't want to spoil or give away right Mm -hmm. and so anyway so i i'd like to start my stories with a reunion romance i can't say i'll do that every time but i like that you know it's just for a suspense because it moves so fast you know the readers have to believe the romance and so i want my characters to kind of already have had something you know and they haven't quite gotten over each other so when they come back together um, then we kind of learn their backstory of the what the 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 event that exploded you know just imploded their relationship and everything. So we kind of learn, learn can't talk learn slowly about that through the book. So anyway, she's an investigative reporter and he was former DEA, and then they have to join together to search for her missing sister-in-law. And this one you know to me was full of a lot of twists and turns because hey, I didn't even know they were going to happen when they happened. So. <laughs> Anyway, it says, um, yeah, it says at the bottom of this card, and as the danger increases the past, they both tried to flee catches up to them along with the feelings they once had. Anyway, so I, it was a, a really tough story to write, but it's set in, it's the third story set in Jackson Hole, and I needed a winter story, because I spent a lot of winters there skiing, and I snowmobiled in Yellowstone National Park, and I totally wanted to showcase that with my characters in the story, so I hope readers Enjoy that's that's one thing that I do with my books, or I, I try to do is just showcase an amazing um, setting because that's really what inspires me.
0: And I was about to ask you, did you have to actually travel out there to research, or do you go out there and
1: just I, I Inspire... have spent uh, many uh, winters there and summers through the years? And my husband has family there, he's from Montana, he has family in Wyoming so um yeah i did plan a research trip because i have been there many times but i had not physically been there in 20 years so we went um it's you know just went all over the place and hung out with some of his relatives there and i got some little lines that i mean i was taking notes all over the place you can imagine and we got pictures tons and of pictures and i just got re-inspired you know all over again before i even started the first book so um yeah we did research but i have spent a lot of time there and as i said um, my husband's families, in fact, his aunt was the um, postmaster at Moran Junction, which is the entrance to Yellowstone National Park. So we would go stay with her in her cabin. We'd go, you know, skiing, as I mentioned, and snowmobiling. So, and in the summer, I loved um, the Jackson Town Square. Now, in my all my stories, I will create um, fictional counties and fictional town, fictional towns, so that I have the freedom to do what I want with the police departments, to do all of that however i still try to showcase uh facts and the real uh towns and the real all of that's there so my characters kind of will travel in and out of the fictional towns to the real towns if that makes sense
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this is kind of a personal thing for me but i want to thank you because I, as i was reading always look twice my psychological thriller that i'm working on shadow of truth has a character with PTSD and you kind of gave me a little a little something to go on a little model to use and it actually spurred me on to do my own re- to do
1: research to continue my research.
0: Oh, so good. I wanna thank you for yeah.
1: that. Out. Good, that's fantastic to hear. Yeah, actually when I started out writing her story um I didn't really know that that was Something crime scene writers, I mean, sorry, <laughs> crime scene writers, was saying. <laughs> I'm sorry, crime scene <laughs> photographers. <laughs> I didn't really know that was something they could experience. It's just really, it was just really fascinating. But it totally makes sense because, you know, you think about first responders, they're some of the first people on the scenes, and some of the things they're going to see and take pictures of can be, you know, pretty gruesome and pretty upsetting. And so, um, so I decided to really explore that. It was just, it was really fascinating and also sad because there's so many people who who really struggle with that. So I'm glad it inspired you.
0: Right. Because, uh, yeah. And I found now the the neuroscience stuff, not so much, but how it, how people were triggered and their symptoms and how they react to things. That was what was fascinating.
1: Yeah, that, that definitely is too. And so, you know, I don't want to, I want my stories to be, um, not dark if that you know i want them to still be just light enough you know um and yet still be romantic suspense and so it's kind of a, a tough balance there i do know that when i go in to do research for various crimes and, and looking at criminals i sometimes have to pull back because that can really take you to some dark places and i, mm-hmm. I, do, I do it and, and i've tried to like research um by watching like there's um for some, something I'm writing right now. Let's see, Mind Hunters and Prodigal Son and some of these shows about criminal psychologists. You know what? I can watch them. They're just too dark. And so I will probably, I I can't say never, but I will probably never write a serial killer story because I just can't do that. Um, Mm, It's funny you you should say that. I
0: have a Christian other friend of mine who's actually writing one.
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, and maybe somebody can. For me, it's just too dark. And, of course, I do, there are, you know, like, I um, always look twice. There's, a, there's some dark stuff there in, in, in the terms of the crimes, right? But I just try to keep it above a certain level so it just doesn't go too dark because there's a lot of darkness in our world out there. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Yeah, there me. is. And if
0: you get too entangled in that, can, it can, ooh. It can you, yeah, really, make you, it, yeah, yeah, it make you uneasy. Okay, so I know you got, um, don't keep silent coming out so are you you said you were working on something new
1: yeah you- well i just revealed the cover last week for um my first book in rocky mountain courage my next series was and it's called present danger so um if you get the chance you can look that up i think the links are, up, are starting to go up around town around um all the places and the cover is is already up um and i have moved up a little bit from the jackson whole area of wyoming to the southwest corner of montana still connected to yellowstone national park and i have um, a, de- a detective investigator and a u.s forest service um, special agent investigator and you know still the beautiful beautiful region of the country and so i've already finished that book and turned it in And I'm working on, isn't it funny how we have to (laughs) write these books way, way in advance. Already turned that in. And so I'm working on book two. And I'm already sort of loosely talking to my editor about the next series. We just have to be doing these things so far in advance. So, you know, your Mm -hmm. mind always got to be thinking way ahead. Now, I did um, include some characters from Don't Keep Silent in Present Danger. I mean, just like a cameo. You know, I, I haven't written books where there's like a million characters and they're all in every single book, you know, like that. My books have not been that way, you know, I just, because there's so much other story there. I don't have room to add a, a, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of other people.
0: <laughs> you get too many people and it gets all over the place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so that's Amanda. just not me. That's not my, my style, but I know that that's really popular among some, some writers out there, but I have discovered it's not really me, but I'm going to give cameos. I'll do my very best to do that and, and bring in the people because I know readers love that. So, um, so that's about, yeah, so I'm working on, I don't know what the title of book two is and I'm only 8,000 words in. So I'm, I'm still very much at the beginning and I'm going to be totally focused on that. Um, I'm turning in today. I'm turning in, um, a love inspired. Well, no, I'm sorry. Tuesday. I'm working on it today. A love inspired book that's due. So, I mean, I juggle back and forth between the two. Wow. I bet that's,
0: and somebody somebody actually asked about that in an email list that I was on. I bet that's hard trying to work on. Is is it hard trying to work on two things at once?
1: It can be. At at one point um, I was writing for three publishers and I know that, I know people do that, but, um, and I just had to give up the one because, um, you know, I can do it. But if you're going to ask me a million questions, you know, like you're not happy with my synopsis and ask me something over and over again, or I don't know, just keep asking me, then no, I can't do it. (laughs) you let me write the book. Great. I can. But so, you know, I just, I cut back to two publishers and, um, so yeah, it can be hard and I've tried a lot of different methods. Um, there's been a time when I would work on one book in the morning and then the afternoon, the other one. And so, and it was like a leisurely pace and it worked really well for me. But then at one point I was like, Hey, what are you doing in this story? You're supposed to be in the other story. So, so the characters can, you know, sometimes get cross they can't jump across books. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. So now I'm kind of back to writing as much as I can, maybe a rough draft and then going to the next book and either polish, edit, or tweak, or write the rough draft, and then back, back and forth, back and forth, so that I can really be completely absorbed in the story, so that really, that totally works best, but as long as you have time, and you can do that.
0: Yeah, I, I try to, I, I tried to, to do several books, at a couple books at once, and I'm like, nope, I've got to focus on this one, get it done, and then I'll work on the next thing.
1: Right, so it, it is really, it is tough, and um, I did this year, actually, um I cut back to writing just two love inspired suspense a year, uh, suspense books a year instead of three. Um, so I'll be I'm just writing like one or two. I write let's see eight or nine months it takes me to write a reveal book. Actually, it would take me less time, but that's how much time I get. And then I write two love Inspired. And then there's all the marketing. You can't I guess you can't imagine, but it's just a lot of marketing and publicity stuff that goes on. and and, and, so art and I still interviews. have to
0: do a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, it just really, it takes up a huge amount of time, too, so I yeah, am a full-time writer with all of that on my plate, so, but it's God, you know, God bless me. He opened all the doors, every single one of them, so um, I couldn't be happier, or more grateful.
0: Now, in romantic suspense, I know in a lot of books, you have one main character, but in romantic suspense, do you have, is it typical to have two
1: Yes, I I do. Yeah, it's the romance and in, in romantic suspense. I'm going to say is probably one of the harder genres to write, and including especially since it's a, if it's Christian and there's a spiritual theme or message, because you've got three, mm-hmm. three threads right there you have to tie together. But yes, you have two main characters, and so each, in fact, all the characters, including the villain, all have to have their black moments, their dark dark um, story moment. I can't talk dark dark moment story. <laughs> <laughs> everything all figured out, you know, and the villains got mm-hmm. to be equal to the her the hero and the heroine, and yeah, so they all, and I have those point of views, and sometimes I will add in additional, that's what I love about writing for a because I can, I just kind of, I'm writing, and then I'll figure out who do I want to add in here, in the case of Always Look Twice, I ha- added Liam, his um, point of view, because it just, just worked out right, um, I also had a little bit of the, the bad guy, the villain in that. Um, yeah, noticed that. yeah. And then in never let go, I had Charlie and, um, I didn't really know that she was going to be in the story, you know, until s- I started writing and I realized, Oh gosh, she's got to have her story. So I really love the freedom and, um, don't keep silent. Um, I didn't, I guess I could give a little bit away and we do get a point of view of, um, Ray's brother. And he has a little girl that he's trying to protect. And so Aww. I really, <laughs> really loved his point of view and, and all that, just, there was a lot going on there. So anyway, so with me, it's, um, I don't have, I have the, the hero and the heroine. And I have, um, I don't have other characters that are having romance to like, you know, like additional points of view where they're ha- also having a romance and then that romance will continue in the next book. At least I haven't done that yet, but you'll notice some romantic suspenses do offer that.
0: Yeah. And it seems like regular, regular suspense has that underlying romance in it too. So
1: <laughs> Right. And so I do try to keep it 50-50 because that's what I learned with Love Inspired Suspense. But it's really interesting that you know, a lot of different people could read the same exact book and come out of it with something different. Like, you know, read the same book and say there was hardly any romance or there was so much romance and not enough, you know, it was just like, I mean the same book and they have different opinions. And so I have since learned a lot, you know, recently, I guess, even though it's taken me a long time that in reading reviews and and whatnot that, um, Books are just like food or anything else. You know, everybody's not going to like the same anything. Right. They're not going to like the same style or whatever. So I, you know, just have to grow my audience and people who like my style, my writing, and the way that I write romantic suspense. Mm-hmm. So, do you have a tip for aspiring authors? Um, yeah, I have several. Uh, you know, we're in strange times right now. So, one of my first tips was always attend a conference. <laughs> So, um, you, I, yeah, I know. Well, that, that yeah, that was for me. Um, that's where I met all my friends and my agent and my editors, and and it's just like, oh, uh, and there's nothing like talking shop with other writers. So, well, that's
0: not necessarily out of the out of the question because my f- a friend of mine and I, uh, I'm in her group, and we're doing a Writing Wars for Jesus uh, writing conference on August twenty second
1: oh okay all right it's be streamed on twitch and facebook yeah so. yeah and i just started today because i'm kind of behind on things that acfw is also going to be doing their um, annual conference virtually so um anyway there are ways to do it um but that was one of the things the other thing and then you'll hear this over and over again is just to read 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 and write 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 i mean you just have yeah. to be reading all the time you're learning you're growing and I mean, usually writers do love to read. Although at a conference I did meet someone who she wanted to be a certain kind of writer and I was talking to her about, well, what do you read? And and she did not like to read. And I'm like, oh, I didn't say this, but I'm like, oh, this is not gonna work because you, you know, that's part of being a writer is reading. So yeah, yeah. just reading and you get new ideas and things you wanna do and things you don't wanna do and you learn what's out there and and just the, the act of reading, you know, it's so good for your brain and it just it just helps you to write better. And then also writing, I think that you need to be writing every single day if possible. Um, you know, at least have that goal and just, um, really set goals. And, um, I am a, a goal setter. I mean, when I first started out, I gave myself a goal probably, I don't know, two or three years in, and kind of was, you know, all over the place. And I said, you know what, I'm going to send, send out five proposals this, this year. By proposals and I sent them out and I think, um, you know, I got some rejections and then I got some possibilities and then I got one sale. So I think, you know, you've got to set some goals. You've got to be writing every day and reading. Those are the main, main things. I also, I am still, you know, I'm always taking classes, online classes on writing. Um, I think that, you know, even just once a week, you can always be trying to improve your craft, either craft or learn something new with marketing but it's it's a lot of work it's you know it just depends on where you are in the in the process, but I think just learning how to write to begin with. I think a lot of people um are putting books up and out there that aren't really ready to go up and out there, so that's something too you know you just have to be really working on your craft and join in with critique groups or whatever so you can get other people's opinions so they can let you know if if it's ready to be put out for the world. So all right, I'll let you go. I'll stop now. <laughs> can just keep going. <laughs> yeah, we can we
0: can both go on and on. I'm like reading, because I'm learning to read in my genre too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I like to read widely, but reading in my genre is teaching me so much. So <laughs> where can people find you online?
1: <laughs> I am at Goddard.com. first of all. And um, to make it easy, you go to the top right corner and you'll see all the little um uh, icons for all the other places because I'm on Facebook. I have an author page. I have a reader's group. The best way really to, to get all the intel is to um, subscribe to the newsletter, which is if you go to my website, it's just like big, bold subscribe. And then, you know, it's just easy. I, I send that out once a month. And I have all the the behind-the-scenes, what I'm doing in my writing world, and then book deals and and some other fun personal stuff just for fun. But, um, you know, that's the easy way to find everything. But I'm on Pinterest, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, BookBub, and Goodreads. And I don't think I've left anything out. But, again, you go to my website, and you can find all the icons for, for that information.
0: Right. And all of that will be in the show notes because I'll make sure of that. Oh, good. Okay, good. Yeah, I will. I've got your information. Plus, I, su- I subscribed to your newsletter. That's how I got uh, books for, by Lee Strauss, Robin Patchen,
1: and a few others. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, what do you mean? Was like Dangerous Deceptions? You're talking about that? Uh, it was like a, it was a Friday. It was a free thing. You had like
0: eight or ten books on that list and they were all through Book Funnel.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about for sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah so see, so it was useful to you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you now, I, may not, I may not
1: get all the freebies that
0: I see right, after that, right. but at least yeah. I got some freebies on my phone that I can read when I'm
1: out about. Right. So. Well, with so many freebies out there, I do. I so appreciate you reading my uh, my books. <laughs> Never let go and always look twice. Oh there. yeah.
0: Never let go. I'll, I'll tell you how I found that one actually. I get these um now that I'm, I'm I have a BookBub account. I get the book bub deals and never let go was one of the deals and I had an audible credit so I checked it out and I listened to the a, the sample that was in the pro, that were the prologue and that first part of chapter 1 and I'm like I got to read this. <laughs> oh good. Yay, I'm so glad. Yeah. Yeah, yep, I love no. a good book that rips that grips me in and and pulls me right into the story. <laughs>
1: Well, that is, I love to hear that. How can I not love to hear that? So thank you. Yeah, I'm sure you do. Do
0: you have any questions
1: for me? Um, no, I mean, you've told me that you've read my books and that you, you seem to sound like you love them. And so I just want to tell you, thank you so much for having me join you today. And, um, I just, you know, pray for God to bless your program. I think it's, it's, it was been quite enjoyable.
0: You know what? I really do appreciate that. And, um, I don't mean to put you on the spot because I've heard people tell me this before, but do you have a favorite Bible verse you'd like to share?
1: Oh yeah. I have, um, gosh, there's so many different ones, right? And different days, and <laughs> right? different times, but, but, um, right now, um, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run to it and are safe. I think that's Proverbs eighteen ten, And I've actually used that in some of my books for the, for the main scripture, but I think it really covers, covers everything. I think, I don't know if it's in always look twice, but you know, I just (laughs) kind of equal that mountain, that mountain to, um, Grand Teton. You know, I think the character kind of was like, you know, God. Right. Grand
0: Teton. Yeah.
1: So, and he is always going to be here for us. So anyway, that's one of my favorite verses and it's just, you know, God is there for us. Right.
0: Always. Would you like to close us out in prayer?
1: Sure. Lord just thank you. I just thank you so much for this opportunity to meet Ann and talk with her. And I think that she's very special and very sweet. And I just pray for big blessings on her podcast, Lord, and all the authors that she's going to meet. I just pray that as they talk and they speak, that they can bless more readers with more books that, that shine the light on your work and just give you glory. And I just bless everyone, pray for blessings on everyone who's listening to the podcast in Jesus name. Amen.
0: Amen. So we challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired. Write something inspiring and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched a thousand. Thanks for listening to inspirational journeys, stories that matter because your story matters. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day. Hey authors, are you looking for a tool to help you polish your book manuscripts, essays, short stories, and more? Look no further than ProWritingAid. ProWritingAid is an editing software that checks grammar, dialogue, sticky sentences, style, and more. Click the link in my show notes to save 20% off your ProWritingAid subscription purchase. Happy writing! Are you an author, creative artist, or entrepreneur creating innovative products and services to meet your customers' needs? If you've answered yes to any of these questions and would like me to help you promote your products and services on my podcast, I have an invitation for you. I am filling out my calendar for 2020 and would like to add some new guests to inspirational journeys. If you're interested in being interviewed by me, please either email me with Inspirational Journeys in the subject line, message me on social media with your email address, or fill out the contact form on my website or at the bottom of my most recent blog posts with Inspirational Journeys in the message box. I look forward to hearing from you and thanks for listening to Inspirational Journeys and have a blessed day. So I challenge you today to go out there and read to get inspired. Write something inspiring and share your creation with the world. For when you've touched one life, you've touched a thousand. You have been listening to Inspirational Journeys with your host, Anne Harrison Barnes. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss a fabulous episode. If you are unable to financially support the podcast at this time, yet you would like to help, please leave a rating or review on your podcast app of choice because it helps others find inspirational journeys. If you would like to contact me and leave feedback about the show, have questions about something you've heard on the show, or leave suggestions for future shows, you may do so in one of the following ways. Please send an email to annwrites75 at gmail.com. That's annwrites75 at gmail.com. Or contact me via my website at annwritesinspiration.com. Follow me on Twitter at annwrites 75 and on Facebook and Pinterest at Anne Writes Inspiration. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day.